When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Former 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. Ian at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Bear, I'm doing a show. Turkey, ducky, turkey, ducky. That's great. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to ENN. Ray Row. It's brought to you by Sloan. Ray Row. There it is. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. Uh, we have Ranger tickets we're giving away. We have Buck Showalter we're giving away. <laughs> that's that's kind of troubling. Kind of troubling. True, though. Uh, good true. evening to Don. This league stinks. And good evening to myself. I think if Tiger pulled up to play in Nan's backyard. Nan. 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 The great Nan. Guys, uh, got to tell you, there's some fun stuff going on in the French Open over at Roland Gauss. As Rafa Nadal just took the third set. He's up two sets to one over Djokovic in the quarterfinals. You love the French. Me personally? Yes. The French Open or yes. the French? Both. The fr- I don't know I don't know your opinion on the French people, but I think you do like the French Open. I I like I haven't been watching much, but I I I'm watching now. I enjoy the French Open. You been like French to, toast? Love French toast. How can okay. you not? Been to the French Open. I've eaten French toast. I'm not um, a French toast fan. I would just love to see I I would love to see Nadal get one more. It just feels like it happened so quick. You know, it was Federer and Nadal are the two best we've ever seen. And then Djokovic just like shut it all down so quickly. Let's be honest, Djokovic is an easy guy to root against. He's a total nozzle most of the time. (laughs) And Rafa is 35 years old, but he's a beat up 35 guy. He's been pro since 2001, which is absolutely obscene. He was 14 years old. And uh, he's up. He's got a chance up a set in the quarters against Djokovic. Well, guys, we have not spent a lot of time celebrating the beautiful, dominant performance of Jace from the Boston Celtics over the weekend. Celtics move on, looking for their, sorry, uh, Ty, 18th championship this year. They'll be looking for 18. Um, so let's see, they're at 17 now, so that's 10 fewer than the Yankees have. Well, hold on. How long has the league been around? Oh, see, now, now you ruined it. 75 years. That's right. So baseball's been around since Jesus was here. That's right. Jesus, I think, was on the red legs. <laughs> Hell of a player, by the way. Oh, you kidding? 
in addition to everything else, I mean, not only an incredible man, but a hell of a ball player. I think the criticism was he, he, he wasn't completely all in on baseball. I mean, but do you realize that if, even if Jesus was on the Yankees, devout Christian Yankee fans would still call up and go, Boone's got to bench Jesus. <laughs> he's just not, he's not keeping his weight. Um, let's, let's talk Celtics Warriors for a second, shall we? Why don't we? we do that? Yeah. Kendrick Perkins on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning saying just how special this title win could be for Steph Curry. I want to see Steph Curry be the best player in the finals. And every time that they went to the finals, he has not been the best player in the finals. So I think with Steph going to the finals, and especially against this Celtic defense, if he's able to win this championship and get a finals MVP, I think the most important thing is is that we have to put him in the top 10 greatest player of all time conversation. Or he, he should be submitted as a top 10 greatest player of all time. Time. I got him at 12 right now. But I think if he win the finals, if he win this championship in the finals MVP, that puts him in the top 10. Hmm. So funny. We, we I feel like there's so much conversation about what Steph needs to do to get there. I almost just feel like, guys, at this point, it might just there. be time that gets him there. He's there. I think he's there. Yeah, why, why would an award that's voted on by the media get him there? If they win the title here, obviously it's going to be a big part of it. No, no, no. He did make a point, though, a point that should be noted, that he's never been the best player for them in the finals. So that, that is notable. See, but I'll tell you what. He deferred to Durant. I agree. But, 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 but why did he defer to Iguodala? I mean, Iguodala he, just had an amazing... I, mean, I know, but... Steph didn't have a terrible finals when they won that series. That, title no but it is but it is a little bit of a black mark that Iguodala won a, a, a finals MVP I mean you're right nothing you can do about it but I mean how uh, how often did the Celtics make the finals but Dennis Johnson won MVP yeah but let, let's talk about this though so is Iguodala one of the greats no he won an MVP in a final so he just got hot at the right time over two weeks it's a great point working the other side of the argument with the same information very yeah, impressive and, and, why, and why like I, I like the way the NHL does it it they give the con Smythe to the best player in the entire playoffs. So do we do we ignore the first three rounds? Are you right. telling me that they would have gotten there without Curry? That the, the Curry didn't have moments in the first three rounds of the playoffs. Why is the focus always on the final? Curry's great. He's, yeah, he's, there's he's no the doubt best. about that. Let's let's uh, let's stay here, please, with Steph Curry. Draymond Green did Colin Cowherd's podcast. And he explains KD getting the finals MVP, but not Steph. Kevin Durant was absolutely incredible in those finals runs. As you know, you watched it. We all watched it. Kevin Durant was absolutely insane. Steph Curry got double teamed probably seven times the amount that KD did in in a given series. So when you watch those games... And you say, ah, his numbers could be a little down. He's facing a double team. And by the way, this isn't a double team from the Orlando Magic. This is a double team from a team that's playing in the finals, <laughs> which we know if you're in the finals, you're going to have a good defense. These are real double teams. This ain't some team that's throwing together a game plan the night before and then rolling their players out there that can't play half dead. This, this isn't that. Right. Now, someone sent that clip 
you know, the you guys know the fun people on Twitter who like to take things like that and then show it to the person who They're is, called trolls, I think. Yeah, I believe I've heard of them. So someone sent it to KD and said, this true? And KD responded, from my view of it, this is 100% false. Hmm. It's amazing. You know what? I used to get upset when he answered back, but why not? It's his life. It's his Twitter feed. He can answer back if he thinks it's untrue. By the way, you weren't here on Friday, Peter. I was not. Uh, On my flight to Tampa, I watched David Letterman's um, uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Did you see Kevin Durant smoke weed? No, he didn't smoke weed on the show, but he was so great on that show that I don't know why he doesn't show that side. I mean, he was a delight. Funny, um, introspect. I mean, he was amazing. Why not show that all the time? He was was so good on that show. Just charming. Charming is the word. Charming, funny, quick, uh, playful, um, thoughtful. He was perfect. I I don't know if you have that in you. Why don't you show it all the time? You could see he had a real reverence for Letterman, and Letterman had a reverence for him. It's a great booking, by the way. Kudos to the booking people there. That's a good one. You wouldn't... Because let's be honest, KD doesn't do nope. nearly the media that, it, at least it feels, it doesn't feel like Kevin Durant is nearly as visible as LeBron or Steph. And yet when we look at this era of basketball, guys, people will argue that when it comes to being just an actual basketball player that Durant could be the best of the three. He's that special. And it doesn't seem like we hear from him that much. Watch it and tell me what you think. If you get a chance, I know you're. I've told busy. you, he's, I, 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 in my experience, he's always been a great guy. But delightful why, on the show, delightful. Now Draymond went on, and um, he disagrees with Kendrick Perkins and says Steph doesn't need a Finals MVP to validate anything. The games and and the impact that he has on the game. If you don't understand basketball and, and thoroughly understand, not not understand a stat sheet, if you don't understand right. basketball which most people don't in your space, then, yeah, you're going to come out and you're going to say he needs to validate that by finals MVP because that's all you can see. You then go and you say, oh, man, this guy won finals MVP. That must be the guy who's doing X, Y, and Z. But if you can analyze the game and see, that's where that's when I say new media, that's where I feel like this space has gone awry. No one analyzes the game anymore. That's a lost skill. No one does that. And if you have the potential or if you're capable of analyzing a game, then under no circumstances are you going to say Steph Curry need a finals MVP to validate who he is. Uh, can I can I jump in here, please? Please, go ahead. It wasn't Mike Greenberg or Max Kellerman or Michael Kay or Peter Rosenberg or Don, Don LaGreca. It was a guy who played. That's where new media fails. I mean, his point is well taken, but it was Kendrick Perkins who said it. Well, Not somebody it, who's never played the game that doesn't know how to watch it like a player. And, and I disagree with Perkins, and I agree with, with Draymond, but the guy who said it played. I don't know if he was specifically referring back, though. I think timing-wise, it may have not been related. Okay. But that being said, I actually doubt that Kendrick Perkins is the only former player who thinks – 
who thinks that Steph could use a performance like that I don't. to 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 validate uh, not to validate his career, but to validate being considered top ten. Well, I'd love to. You know, it's funny when you do things like this. Well, he should be he should be on all uh, the all NBA. Well, 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 who's coming off? So uh, give me your top ten and tell me with an MVP who's coming off. Is he passing Oscar Robertson? Who's he passing? Who got worse because because Steph won an MVP? Who's he passing? I want to know your top ten and tell me who's who's jumping over. That is the hard part. I just don't know why so much is in this sport put on, like, who wins the MVP. Is is Joe is Joe Montana less because one of the MVPs of the Super Bowl was Jerry Rice? And also, Don, the people that are voting for it are the new are the old media that Draymond's talking about. It's not it's not former players. It's the media. So here's the question. If you have, if you're, if you currently have LeBron, Michael, Kareem, Shaq, Magic, Bird, Russell, Kobe, Chamberlain, then either Oscar Robertson, the Big O, or or Tim Duncan. Yeah, who's he jumping? Who's he jumping? I. I I'm, I, I okay. This this may sound crazy. I personally think I might take him over Shaq. Mm. I I appreciate his game. I mean, Shaq was an unbelievable physical freak. Right. But I think I just love Steph's game on a different level. But that's personal yeah. preference. Well, like I, I don't I don't have Duncan Shaq. top ten either. That's me. Sha- Shaq was brute force, but there was skill involved. But oh, Steph's game was pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah, but there's something. About- there's something more technical. Like when you talk about Chamberlain and you talk about Shaq, like they were just physically imposing. But when you talk about the sheer skill, isn't, isn't Curry better? I mean, Will Chamberlain was like a foot taller than probably the average player then. And I'm not taking anything away from him, but, I mean, he was just a physical specimen. So was Shaq, like unbe- unstoppable. But from a pure skill standpoint, there's nothing physical about Curry's game that separates him from everybody else that played. But his skill level separates him. Isn't Steph that Curry what it's really about? Walking, he could be walking in an airport and nobody would notice him. Right. Shaq walks in an airport, everybody sees him. Everybody, He's just different than everybody else. Steph is doing stuff in a normal person's body. In case you're wondering, guys, Nadal finds himself down a break to start the fourth set. 2 nothing, Djokovic. Ah. I don't know how I can go on. Um, We had... We had Rangers head coach Gerard Gallant on the program earlier, yes. and we asked him about the fact that his Rangers were 3-0 and against Tampa in the regular season this year. All right, so you guys um, beat the Lightning during the regular season. Does that mean anything, Coach? means nothing for me right now, honestly. I mean, we played them. I think we beat them three times, yep. all good hockey games. But uh, this is a different animal this time of the year. And uh, obviously, you know, when the playoffs started, I looked at the Eastern Conference, and it didn't matter who you were going to play first or if you got to the final of the Eastern Conference. It didn't matter who you are going to play. You are going to play a great team. So it doesn't matter. They're all good teams. Everybody got a chance to beat anybody. It depends on who's playing the best and if you can stay healthy. Barry Melrose, can the Rangers win this series? 
Of course they have a shot. They're, they're a great hockey team. When you get to be one of the four teams left uh, and you're playing for the Stanley Cup, you're a heck of a hockey club. But I, I just look at Tampa Bay. I, I, I know what they've done. Uh, I, I'm a big believer if you're the champ, you're still the champ until someone has to beat you and no one's beat them in two years. Uh, they're a team that can crank it up come playoff time. Uh, they've got great goaltending. They're the one team that has a goaltending that can match uh, New York Rangers. Yep, these are clearly the two best goaltenders left, clearly. I'm in a conversation. How, my, uh, Don, how big a difference will it be for the, for the Rangers going from what they were up against in Game 7 against Jabroni Pumpleducks in goal versus the Lightning? Well, that's the thing is that, you know, guy, he's been there. He was, he's also won a game seven in these playoffs. They had to come back from 3-2 down against Toronto in the first round. It, it's a big difference. It just is. The guys won, again, I said it earlier. If, if, the, if, the, if Tampa Bay wins this Stanley Cup, he'll become, not since Billy Smith is one goaltender, been able to win three straight Stanley Cups. I mean, it's, it, he's special. He's really special. And it's also, they're both Russian goaltenders, which is cool. Um, but no, this is this is different. When he makes a save, it's not oh he's hot. No, he's 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 Vasilevsky. All right, moving All right. along from the NHL and the very very exciting New York Rangers to uh, professional football, a sport you're, you guys are familiar with. Love it. Very familiar. Uh, Aaron Donald, the Rams defensive tackle stud. Um, was on the I Am Athlete podcast, and he talked about the possibility of retiring. For me, it's about winning. If I'm, I don't want to play football if I can't win anyway. So I feel like if the, if it relying and I got a, like a real opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. But again, it's still a business. We got to handle the business side of things. And if, if that wasn't to get handled, then it is what it is type situation. I'll be fine regardless. It's, he's got all the leverage in the world. I think this year he's going to make like $8.5 million and a $5 million potential for a bonus. I mean, his position, what he means to that team, is a $30 million spot. So either the Rams come up with it or he walks away. That's At least that's what he's saying. I mean, I guess he can't play for that amount. He can't. You know, here's the difference between football and every other sport. It's not really a compiler sport, right? He, he's won a ring. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's considered one of the great defensive players in the history of the sport. So every year he plays, he can't really add to the legacy but he could maybe damage his body to where post-retirement isn't as comfortable, isn't as satisfying. See, that's what you have to think of as a football player more than other sports, right? Baseball player isn't thinking about the damage he's doing to his body lifetime. So if he wants to walk away, can you blame him? Listen, he's in a great spot. He's made a ton of money. He's got a championship. Right. He's already considered one of the best to ever do it. Right. I mean, what else is there? there? Now, there's always something left to accomplish, right? I mean, but but really, not much. He's got a ring. He's considered one of the best to ever play. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. So everything else is gravy. And if and if and he wants to win because he wants to add to the Super Bowls. But as far as the quality of player is concerned, there's nothing much left for him to do. But if you go out there and, and, and push it farther and, and not doing it for the money that you think you deserve and you suffer a concussion or, God forbid, break your neck and you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, was it worth the extra year? And by the way, Don, from the sound of it, the man could put together three sentences, which we know is good huh. for about $20 million a year uh, to, oh. to come into the booth. You know what? 
that that's the point of the day. No point was made better than that. Thank you. Now, granted, he's not a quarterback, which almost assures himself that as long as he's functioning, <laughs> but he's but by get the way, but that's what that's what could make this work. Because like, who would expect a defensive tackle to 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 jump into the booth? Because it never happens. But he could talk. He's a smart dude, and he'd be so young. He could do whatever he wants. Now look at you know. You, you look at Michael Strahan. I'm sure Michael Strahan could have played a couple more years. Now, he had a long career, Michael. But look at his life. It's great. He won a Super Bowl. He, he's on television now. He's one of the more recognizable names in, in, in the sport. Everybody's hiring him, right? I mean, he just – think about it. He's, he's, he's doing football for Fox. He's doing everything else for ABC. Why can't, why can't um, Donald do that? Great point, Don. Isn't it interesting? We always think about the quarterback, but no one's been a bigger crossover media star than Michael Strahan. Same position. But, you know, if he played one more season, didn't play well, you know, suffers a back injury and now is in pain for the rest of his life. Like, these are the things you have to think about in football that you don't think about in other sports, especially baseball. Play till till you drop. It doesn't matter. But in football... Different ball game. Next Literally. game could be life changing. Uh, let's hear from Nick Saban defending his comments about Ooh. Jumbo Fisher the other day. I didn't really say that anybody did anything wrong. You said they bought their recruiting class. I didn't say anybody did anything wrong. Okay, and I've said everything I'm going to say about this. But you know, I, I think that um, you know, I guess the point. And I should have never mentioned any individual institutions. I said that before. But, you know, some kind of uniform uh, name, image, and likeness, you know, standard um, that supports some kind of equitable uh, national competition, uh, I think is really, really important in college athletics and college football. I'm all for players making as much as they can make, okay? Um, But I also think that, you know, we've got to have some – uniform, transparent way to do that. Um, Our players did extremely well last year um, in name, image, and likeness because they got agents, they had representation. I have no problem with Jimbo. Uh, I have no problem with Jimbo at all. I really don't know what this is all over, Peter. I'm confused. (laughs) No, I'm serious. By the entire thing. He said he bought the players. Right. He said, "I, I he, he didn't do anything wrong. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I re- am I wrong? Am I just not following it? Am I stupid? What, what am I missing here? Well, can't well, those, those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> I just, I really don't fully grasp what this whole thing is. Other than it sounds to me like they, like the Saban wanted to go back to the old way. Let's bring in a resident smarter person than you are." myself okay. andrew gunling for his take oh i mean i'm hardly an expert on this i would say yeah but you're still when it comes to basic intelligence don you agree andrew's still above both of us yes well i so think i think nick saban's frustration is that i don't i don't think you're supposed to be promising players uh in who are in high school name image and likeness money as a recruiting tool and i think he's suggesting that that's happening but there's also not really many regulations in place around it so i think he's saying there needs to be more oversight on it 
And that's why he's saying that Jimbo Fisher didn't technically do anything wrong because I don't know that there's even necessarily a, a written rule on some of these things. Well, yeah, I guess I'm confused, though. I thought the NIL stuff is now legal. Yeah. So, But they're saying that it is legal, but you shouldn't. You I don't think it's supposed talk- to be. I don't think it's supposed to be used as a rec- as a recruiting tool. Again, not an expert. No, but um, but that's the, like I don't know that you're supposed to go into a high school and say, look, if you come here, you're going to have a deal with this car dealership or things like that. Um, but but I but there's no regulation. This but, this all just kind of appeared one day, and it was sort of like, a, okay, well now figure it out. And Nick Saban is saying that you know we weren't but, we weren't ready for this. But wait a minute. The, the, again, I, I again, again, I, I don't know how I even survive sometimes with my intelligence. But I do think I can function through the rest of this segment if I could. Maybe you guys will be the judge. How can it not be used as a recruiting tool? Players are going to ask. So, coach, is there money to be made if I go to your school? Was he not supposed to answer the question? Not everybody could be Alabama. Not every team can compete for the national championship every year. So one of these schools, if you're USC, oh, that's Los Angeles. I would think there's probably a, co- a chance, Coach, for me to be able to make some money with my likeness and image. And if you answer that question, are you violating something? Are you doing something wrong? Even ethically, even if it's not violating the rules, are you are you supposed to say, well, we can't, can't talk about that? I would think that that would be something a, a student or a, a parents of the student would want to know. Hey, right. this, they, they can make some money now. Is there a, is there going to be outlets in that market at that school for my son or daughter to be able to make some money off of their image and likeness? So, is it a recruiting tool or is it something and the idea that, you that it's not going to be talked about whether whether it's recommended or or legal or illegal? The idea that it wouldn't be talked about is is just it's it's impossible. So. Listen, if you're opposed to the NIL stuff, I disagree with you. That's fine. But it's there. It's going to be ignored. That that doesn't even make any sense. I don't know. It just sounds like Saban's kind of de facto almost like I, like he doesn't like the whole idea of it. Yeah, well, you, you're able to recruit at a higher level because of how good your teams have been. But, you know, to, it just, I don't know, it just seems very strange. This, every time this comes up, it doesn't feel like everybody's being completely genuine. Really? Around around college head coaches? <laughs> I know. No, what? What am now, I thinking? I got a lot more to get to. Oh, please. That's why we that's why you're you. That's right. Including a lot of baseball stuff, sure. much more ENN to get to. It's all brought to you by Slowman's. Sure it is. Call one eight hundred alarm me to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call one eight hundred alarm me. Don, if it's okay with you, let's do some more ENN on the other side. Do it. That's right. Peter and Don till seven on the K Show on ninety eight seven ESPN. Boone's gotta bench Jesus. (laughs) This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. All right, guys. 
It's time. We've been talking about this all day, and we've been doing it. Rangers fans, listen up. Your chance to be at the game against Tampa tomorrow at the Garden. Caller 1-888-987-ESPN, and you could be in there to see your blue shirts in action, all for your home. From New York Rangers Hockey, 98.7 ESPN and the ESPN New York app. Now tune in to DiPietro and Rothenberg tomorrow morning starting at 5 a.m. for another chance to win Game 1 tickets. That's right. Still going tomorrow, Don. More tickets to give away. Awesome. That's why you got to listen to this station, man. Sharing tickets with the family, our listeners. Uh, Donald, uh, will you be doing pregame tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I should also mention uh, that all the eight o'clock, every game's an eight o'clock start except Sunday. Game three in Tampa is a three o'clock vehicle. Mm-hmm. So of course we have pre games thirty minutes before every start. But for the eight o'clock starts, I will be on at seven. So right after the Michael K show, a little Don show action thirty minutes leading into the pregame. Wow! Oh yeah, you know what Michael would say about this? That I'm. Uh, you just can't get enough, can you? Well, you just had to do an extra half. I get it. What What are you supposed to do if you're if we're leading into a seven thirty pregame for a Ranger Eastern Conference for a, a conference finals? Right. How do you not do an extra half hour, Donnie Pucks? Well, it's just the right thing to do. I'm doing the pregame, and I'm going to be on the air till seven. So what am I supposed to say? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to walk away for 30 minutes, have somebody else do it, and then I'll come back at 730. It just makes sense for me to just carry it right through, take your phone calls. Damn right you will. Let's do it. Starting tomorrow, right after the Michael K. Show. I'll be on thing. from 7 to 730, leading you into the pregame for game one. Now, Derek Jeter has made his uh, appearance on Twitter, his debut. He is... is first tweet was a response to someone saying that he'd run out of excuses and Jeter retweeted it. The Derek Jeter has no excuses not to have a Twitter account by now, someone said. He retweeted it and said, I guess I'm out of excuses. Yeah. Now, Michael thinks this has to do with the documentary, but I don't think that's a game changer or deal breaker that he had to do it. I'm sure that was suggested to him, but he probably felt like he wants to do it. Just like uh, Eli. Eli wasn't on Twitter when he played, and then when his career was over, he probably figured, hey, listen, it's a good way to promote some of the other things that I'm doing. Now Eli won't shut up. Right, and it's fun, and he's found Life's Groove, and I'm sure I'm sure Derek will, will have some fun things that, that he'll get involved with, and he can promote the Players' Tribune, and he can promote the documentary coming up, and he's not with the Marlins anymore, so he's a free agent in that sense. So I'm sure there's business ventures he feels the power of Twitter is going to help. I'm safely predicting here, though, that Derek Jeter will not at some point start doing the kind of uh, level of TV that Eli Manning is doing. No. Well, I he... wonder I wonder what's the most public he'll ever be again. I mean, he may own another club, you know, be a part of an ownership group again. Um, maybe, you know, take on a full Yankee ambassadorship situation again. I don't know. It's weird with him. He's he's unlike most athletes that I know. Because even though Eli was quiet and kind of businesslike, you, you would have those quiet – you'd have those moments, Peter, where we'd be at Giants camp and he'd be funny and kind of and, and roll with the jokes. I, I didn't think he'd be at this point in the media the way Eli is, but you, you felt like – 
There was something. There was a little something there. And now I think he surpassed Peyton, to be honest with you. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe yeah. not in popularity, but I just think in sheer skills on social media and on television. I don't know if Derek's ever going to be that. Yeah, I just don't know that he aspires to it at all. No, I you think know, he's, his... he's bigger picture. Like, he's ownership. Like, I don't think he'll ever manage or coach. But, like, owning a team, maybe a general manager, possibly. I could see that. He's I could a see suit GM. and tie guy. I think his days of wearing a cap and putting a uniform on are over. Yeah, he does feel like that. He, Jeter has always felt from the second it ended, you're not going to see him at a lot of old-timers' days. You're not going to see him out there trotting around like he did it. He did it for a long time. He did yeah. it at a high level, and then it ended. He did it until he didn't want to do it anymore. And literally, he was good until the end, and then it was done. Right, and now the next chapter in his life is going to be something, I think, behind the scenes. Well, when you think about all-time great Yankees, you think about Derek Jeter, and you think about maybe someone even greater in terms of Yankees lore, and that would be Jay Happ, <laughs> who's right. retiring from Major League Baseball after okay. 15 seasons. Hmm. The former Yankee pitcher calling it a day. Remember the Yankees got him to beat the Red Sox, if you remember, because he had such great numbers against the Red Sox, and he didn't beat the Red Sox in 2018, Peter. No, he happened to not be that great. Uh, but I, it was one of my most appreciated um, name errors that people would often make. Oh, J.A. Happ? That's right. I loved him oh. getting J.A. Happ. It and makes I, sense. I, I can't think. You know you know who it was that did it forever? It might might still be doing if people are, are asking about it. It was um, Mark Teixeira. Mark really? share Remember, we had him as a weekly. He'd always say J. A. Happ, right, Andrew? It was Teixeira, right? I think you're right. Yeah, always J. A. Happ. And I'm like, you know, and you get to the point where I, I just can't correct you. I, I, this is this is how you want to go, and I don't know what you do about it. Because have you ever had somebody mispronounce something and it's been going on for so long and you never did anything about it that now bringing it up would be embarrassing? So you just let yep. them go. Yep. It's happened in, a, in conversations before. Like, someone calls me Paul. I don't even bother correcting them. So I'm like, this will be over soon anyway. It's like, why then didn't it you bring it going. up three years ago when I screwed it up? Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's problematic. To say the least. Now, can I ask you a question that's just popped in my head? Sure. Did we did, did we have a falling out with uh, Tashera? What happened? We haven't heard from him in years. No, I don't like. think it's a falling. He worked at ESPN, and we had him on as a weekly. Is he gone from ESPN? And then he's not on ESPN anymore, I don't think. He uh, left ESPN a couple years ago. Yeah, and then that was it. On, and we left on good terms. No, it sure? good. I, yeah. I think he thought I don't I know was if that's legit- true. I think, well, I think he thought I was legitimately disturbed because I don't think he got my whole act when I'm dancing around and, and making fun of uh, the open. He, I don't think he got my brand of sports radio. <laughs> You know, I don't. Th- I didn't take it personally. I just didn't think. You know, he he thought it was a little bit more buttoned up than it actually is. Uh, moving to the Mets, Dom Smith. Hey, Don, what's what's Syracuse like this time of year? I ask because that's where <laughs> Dom Smith is headed. Well, ask Andrew. He went there. Andrew, will uh, Dom Smith enjoy his time uh, with the AAA Mets in Syracuse? Summer in Syracuse is beautiful. I lived up there summer between my junior and senior year. It was mm. a lot of fun. Weather was nice. But what? Uh, yeah. What? What's the equivalent, guys, to like what we do for a living? Of of being a major leaguer, but then being sent down. I, we don't. We don't really. I mean, well, the, you I would guess say it's like is, going to a small market all of a sudden, but that doesn't. 
really happened. No, unless... but I, I guess to make it relatable would be if if I was taken off the Michael K show and I had to do like weekends or overnights. Yeah, and then they said we're going to bring you back. Yeah, and then you just kind of wait. Like that, how humbling that must feel for him. He was a major leaguer. He was struggling, but he was still up in the bigs on a team that's one of the best in baseball, and, and now he's in AAA. So I'm sure it's humbling, but hopefully he'll take advantage of this and find his swing and, and get back here. Well, that will do it for oh, ENN. That. Sure I do. On this Tuesday, the last day of May. Let's close out with your phone calls. Any subject is on the table. 1-800-919-3776. Peter and Don on the K-Show on 98.7. Thanks for listening to the Michael K-Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.